We are Nopal Queens, three mental health professionals living in Sacramento, California. Together, we create inclusive spaces for our gente to learn and talk about mental health and wellness in our comunidad. So welcome to the table and let's get into it. Hola, gente. Welcome back. This is episode 18 and this is the Nopal Queens. I'm La Sirena and I'm here with my co-hosts, La Rosa and La Luna. So today we're going to get into some real stuff. Uh, of course, we're always here to get real. But in these last few months of 2020, there's just been a lot going on. I know that we're all trying to figure our lives out. And so this episode is dedicated to anyone who's been struggling in 2020 and just needs some validation and some community. So Nepal Queens are here and welcome to the table. Welcome, everyone. We missed you. Hola. I'm glad to be here. You know, uh, what is it? Uh social distancing recording in our own homes i definitely miss being in person mm -hmm. but i'm glad to be sharing space yeah mm -hmm. this is la rosa and life's been tough this summer has been a lot been a lot a lot <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how we made it to september it's just like this year just keeps on going mm -hmm. yeah it's been like the longest and the fastest six months I think I think I've been yeah. home well we were sent home in March so we've been Same. working from home since then so yeah it's been a while oh my gosh it's almost like a movie like if you play it back in your head March you were like in that honeymoon stage you're like oh this is kind of cool I'm gonna bake I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then um, April started hitting, you're like, oh shit, and you're kind of starting getting nervous, and then May hits, and you're like, okay, shit's getting real real, and then after that, everything became a blur. Everything became a blur. And there's different layers of things happening, too. Yeah, so many things, not just the pandemic, but so many like personal things, and also so much racial injustice going on in our country. Um, we're up here in Sacramento, and there's been fires for like a month now. So we've been inside because the smoke is really bad. The air is really bad. So we can't even go outside. Um, mm -hmm. And I know for La Sirena and I, our uh, university campus is going to be closed next semester as well. So we're going to be virtual for, for until, spring. Yeah. Through until, May? Until 2021, y'all. And I don't even know how to process that. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what's going on with our school yet. We're still waiting to figure it out. So every day is just mm -hmm. kind of on standby until they're like, this is what you're doing today. Right. Wow. And for any parents out there doing virtual learning and having to balance their own full-time job, it's, it's a lot. I think people are really going through it in different ways. Yeah. There's just so many layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, just so many layers. There's only so much you can do to be positive before it becomes like fake, toxic positivity. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, that that picture of the dog with the mug and it says like, things are fine. And he's just like in <laughs> the middle in the of the fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, like we're like all there. <laughs> we're that dog. I feel like when I see posts, they're like, everything's going to be okay. Honestly, I'm like, fuck you. Everything's not okay. And people don't have to be okay. Like we're literally like 2020 is intense. So it's like, if people are not okay, that's okay too. Like they, it's like, we don't always have to like, 
that like kind of like fake positivity we're saying like oh everything's gonna be okay don't worry try and look at the positive and like things like that and I'm just like that's not always helpful like sometimes people just need to feel what they're feeling because it's valid yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's what this this time is really forcing us to look at is you know it's not always about being happy and we tend to live in a society of like happiness or bust right we're always looking for happiness always and that's the state we're supposed to be in and if we're not in the happiness state, we're failing somehow. But it's like we have different states of mind that, you know, and sometimes it's not just happy. It's maybe it's learning. Maybe it's introspection. Maybe it's reflection. So I think this is a time that's forcing us to be outside of our comfort zone. Maybe it's a time of struggle and survival right now. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't mean you can't thrive it's just that it's if you're looking for that happiness, that's going to be hard to find right now versus like trying to find some peace of mind might be good or, you know, trying to re- regulate your emotions. And that's healthy, too, for us. So it is kind of even for me, I'm experiencing like it's making me go outside of my comfort bubble with my emotions. I'm more like a very lively, positive, optimistic person. And even for me, I'm like, you know what? Fuck all that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cry and that's okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if any of our fans are um, the Office fans, but um, if you know Andy Bernard and he gets so upset, he just wants to punch a wall. There's multiple times during the summer I've wanted to punch a wall. Um I just want to do it. I'm just like, just want to get all my frustration out, all the pain, all the sorrow, just like, just want to like force it out. And I, I usually like exercise or walk my dog around the park. And like the last month we can't do that. We have to stay inside. And then I'm just like, uh, just kind of forcing to like get all that energy out in another way. And sometimes I just want to lay in bed. I'm like, I'd rather just lay in bed and put the sheets over my head and (laughs) wait till all of this blows away. Right. I think over the weekend, it's hard because speaking of the laying in bed, like sometimes we're in our house doing nothing because it's smoky outside. The fires are bad. The air quality is horrible. It's toxic right now. So you don't want to go outside. You shouldn't go outside. But inside, it's like what well, you can only clean so much of your house and watch so much TV. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'm having an issue with like my productivity. I, I know it's not tied to my worth. However, it's still hard to not do something, but that's okay. You're like, you're, you're reducing risk of spreading COVID by staying home. So it's a good thing. Like, so it's a good thing to stay home, but it's just weird to have moments where you're not doing anything. I'm like, God, I wish I, I mean, should I be doing something right now? It's just been really difficult in that way for me. For me, I feel like what you were talking about kind of brought up something for me about like that rust. And I think for me, like growing up in my family, like there was a lot of guilt and shame about around resting. And I think a lot of culturas Mm. have that guilt and shame. Like you always have to be on the grind. You always have to be climbing that ladder to the top. Like there is no breaks. So I think the pandemic has really taught me, like, fuck that. Like, capitalism can wait. I'm going to fucking rest. Rest is resistance. Like, I'm going to drink some tea. And so, yeah, my productivity at work is not always the best. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't give a shit because I'm exhausted. And we're on Zoom for, like, eight plus hours a day, you know, meeting Mm -hmm. with students and different things like that. And I know, like, I know they're struggling and they need breaks and they're trying to, you know, manage distance learning. So, for me, rest has become so sacred during 
this pandemic. And I think that part of my physical self is thanking me for it because I am allowing myself to do the, to do that rest guilt free. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, sometimes on the weekends, it does suck though, because you're just like, shit, you're home all day. And it's sad because then the weekend rolls around and sometimes I don't look forward to it because I'm like, it just feels the same. I'm in the same physical space. Like I can't get away from it. Yeah. I think that's a really great reminder, La Luna, to like rest. Um, I know sometimes I'm the opposite. Like I'd rather work to not think about what's going on in my life uh, or what's going on with my family um, over the summer or early fall. Like um, my sister was hospitalized and it was very scary, a very scary for my family um, still like it's still ongoing. So I think sometimes I'm like, I'd rather work and like talk to my coworkers, talk to my students and then sit with my emotions about thinking about what's going to happen to my sister and my family. Um, but I know like rest is good, but at the same time, just like, I'm just also holding so much pain and sorrow. And I think it's just so hard to deal with it with during the pandemic. Yeah. I hear you. And I'm so sorry. I know you have been going through a lot with your sibling. I was I was telling my fiance, you know, I was like, all three of us have had these hard hits in the last year. And, here, you know, we're dedicated to talking about mental health and spreading awareness and like doing all that. And then we get tested, you know, like this is not a drill. This is where you now have to actually do those things. So I'm lucky that we get to have a community, you know, to to express and process through this but I think those hits have been really difficult and has really pushed me to think very seriously like about what I really need you know um and like I said it really helps that we love and are passionate about talking about this topic so there's no stigma but it's hard when you're really in it and you're trying to help other people understand it Mm -hmm. you know I think it's hard to be in a, in a crisis mode during like a worldwide crisis. Crisis. Yes. Crises. Yes. Crises. <laughs> uh, however you say the plural of crisis in the world going on right now. I think it's just like sometimes like how do you manage your emotions and your thoughts and kind of prioritize like what do I do? Do I take care of myself? Do I take care of my family? Um, sometimes it just is just so overwhelming. Yes. Well, in our work, because we're caregiving and we're, we are in caregiving roles, all of us, like we are responsible for a client base of some kind who are in crisis right now, experiencing all the levels of crises. We are, too, which is unique because as a clinician, you're usually, you know, on the other side of something where like you can just listen and it's all about your client. But right now, I think our clients and ourselves are parallel in these like dealing with the pandemic, racial battle fatigue, the fires. It just it's a lot. So it's a weird time. I'm like, wow, how much can I really give out and preserve for myself? Right. So that I, concept of like replenishing your spoons has really become very meaningful for me so that I can continue to be there for my clients because they're all really stressing about things that I myself am stressing about. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. We're on the same plane right now. How do I take care of myself so I can, I can still do my job, you know, cause this is my livelihood. This, you know, this one does bring me purpose, but it also pays the bills. So I need to be mm-hmm. able to do my job. 
Yeah. So how does that happen when you're going through the same thing your clients are going through? So it's been difficult in that way. It's just, it's a very interesting time to be a therapist right now because it's just like you <laughs> yes. said, we're going through in a way we're going through the same things our clients are going through. So sometimes I really struggle with my clients because I'm just like, Sometimes I'm just like, shit, I feel what they feel. So I need to check myself to make sure that I'm not putting that on them. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, like this is a container and a space for them, not for myself. But it's like sometimes that mutual energy is just so heavy in the in the space. And sometimes like we have to call it out and just say, like, you know, kind of process like that energy and what we're feeling in that room, because sometimes it's just too heavy to try and mask and conceal. And therapists also are not always you know, we don't always have it together and stuff. And sometimes it's appropriate to have that transparency with clients. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you in those feelings. Like I'm struggling with them too. And then obviously put it back on, you know, the focus back on them, but it's just been, it's been confusing time. I think to be a therapist and for some of my clients, I'm just like, oh man, like when the sessions end, I just feel like depleted, like on like negative zero energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the positive is that the empathy is real. We, I'm like, I am the most genuine. I usually am good at empathy, but this is real deep, genuine empathy I have with my clients. You know, at least I'm like, yes, I completely understand you from my heart. Yeah. A yeah. lot of my students are like, I hate going to school online. I'm like, yeah, I don't like doing therapy online either, but school yeah. says we have to do it. Um, I think it's also like hard to hear like I I don't know about you all but I've had some co-workers be let go during this time I know one of my sisters went through that as well like she got let go during the pandemic and it's it's kind of frightening it's like well what do I do now people are not necessarily hiring some places are but not as like how it was before pre-pandemic yeah Oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, things have changed in the job world, in the job sector. And, you know, one thing about therapy is when you're providing therapy to somebody who doesn't have their basic needs met, it's really hard to actually do the treatment because their stress and anxiety is due to real issues. And it's not about let's just help you change your thoughts, which will change your behavior. It's like, no, you're freaking just got laid off and you don't know how you're going to pay rent. And that would make my blood pressure go through the roof. And that's a real so I think a lot of the what it looks like right now is validating people's terror and and you know they're scared about how they're going to make rent Mm -hmm. yeah and just being okay with that like with yeah because like some folks too it's like working on anxiety and different things like that and triggers it's like if you're a person of color like you're fighting every day like you Mm -hmm. know and you're experiencing racial trauma on the daily so sometimes it's just about creating a container in a space to just process those triggers and the pain and the real trauma that some folks are experiencing on a daily basis. So it's like, there, you know, like there's not an agenda. Oh yeah. Just, you know, here's some coping skills for the anxiety, but you're going to go out and be re-triggered like a mother because you know, of what we're going through right now. So sometimes it's just like, you know, trying to give coping skills or different things like that. Sometimes for some folks it's important, but sometimes you have to process like, systemic injustice and racism and you know my not just not microaggressions just straight up aggressions and create mm-hmm. container and space to kind of work through that because 
not, all the coping skills in the world are not going to do much if you're continuing to be targeted and you're continuing to experience that on a daily basis. It's just so, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, it's just a whole nother layer of like therapy that like the, uh, maybe some of these models that were created by white men cannot necessarily address, mm, right? <laughs> yeah, like CBT can't yeah. make your like racist experience or your experience with racism necessarily mm-hmm. go away, right? Those mm-hmm. are not distorted thoughts that you're having. That is yeah. your reality that you're having. Um, so I think it's also kind of like shifting the way that we um, work with students, work with people. And I think being clinicians of color, we like get it. We're like, I know exactly what you're going through. Or maybe I had a similar experience. Um, it It's triggering right now. Yeah. Speaking of that, like the racial battle fatigue, not only are you battle fatigue, like just because you are going up against all these racial conversations every day, right? And doing that work. But it's hard because this is the time where you start to see which friends, which coworkers are silent. Um, you know, which coworkers keep posting about what book clubs they can join and when their next vacation is. And you're like, wow, how nice that you can walk away from this issue where every day we have to make sure that we're raising issues because our families need equality, right? And even now, COVID disproportionately affects Latinos because we're overrepresented yeah. in those jobs that are out there, right? Like service jobs and things. So, you know, we're worried about our families. We're trying to figure out how to help our community. These are things I can't walk away from. If I walked away from it, it was be it would be in the context of self-care, like take a break, right? But you don't actually ever walk away from it. So it's been hard, too, to see as you're doing your own, like, ish, yeah, fighting for racial justice in your own circles or wherever you can to see friends and family or co-workers, you're kind of seeing where they stand. And that's hard sometimes when you need allies and you mm-hmm, find yeah. out, well, new, and neutrality is not... Yeah, new, I feel like neutrality still feels threatening for some reason. I feel like like it's for the still fact violent. that they don't say anything. Yes, like I feel like this, the fact that you don't say anything means you're okay with what you're seeing. Yeah, you're complicit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, you're complicit in this. You're not saying anything. And I'm just like, are you not going to say anything? Is this not? Yeah. Does this not drive up something in you that someone else is getting hurt, that other people are getting killed? And you can just turn away and not say anything. Um, I know that really stirs a fire up in me. Yeah, because it's like either you're, side, you're on the side of humanity or you're fucking racist. Because there is no <laughs> in between. Like you can't, the, not when it comes to human fucking life. You're either for human life and you're going to fight for people in these communities or you're racist. Because I really don't see how you can claim to not be a racist and use your privilege to stay quiet. Like mm-hmm. I just, I don't. I'm like, to me, it's not black and white. Like you don't get to be, you, you're, you are, or you're not like, there's just no in between or I'm kind of neutral. I'm not really racist. I'm kind of racist. Like, no, you either are, you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're not, you're pretty pissed right now about how people are getting treated. But that's the thing too, is this is not new. So I think for people who have experienced racism, right. It's just like social media just happens to have highlighted it. And I think yeah. that's why, you know, it's important to be an ally right now, but also to acknowledge like this isn't new for people who are experiencing racism. But that's all just 
who's willing to sit and listen to all of this and who's still wondering what fun book to read next and what vacation to take next? You know, it's, it's just different right now. I guess those things hurt right now when we're all trying to have these important conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's been a stressor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I know sometimes I, I like, like I'll post a lot of like posts on my social media about just like, highlighting all these injustices and trying to do the social justice work and then there's other times where I'm just like MIA for like a few weeks I'm just like Mm -hmm. I just I just can't I need to do some self-care or I just need to be alone with all my thoughts and then I'm just like and then I feel guilty I'm like dang I'm not saying anything so it's just like I I have to tell myself I'm like I'm not the only one fighting this fight, there's a lot of people doing the job and that I can contribute yeah. in different ways. Right. Exactly. Like, I always also try not to fall in this trap about, like, performative allyship where it's like, oh, if it's not on social media, I didn't do it because I'm like, that's mm-hmm. also bullshit because people don't know the battles that we're fighting in our families, like, the battles we're fighting at work. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, have meetings with leadership weekly. I call them out on shit. And I'm like, at this point, like, if I get fired for speaking up that's a good way to go for me but it's like social media is not the only determinant of if you're doing something or not right but a lot of people rely on social media and they're like if we don't see you on there then you're not doing anything it's like well you don't know the battles and the fights that we have going on off screen because I don't need to broadcast every fucking day what I'm doing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so that that gets irritating as well yeah I get that I know like uh, La Sirena and I on campus, we do work to make it more inclusive for our students and fight social injustices. But I'm not going to like broadcast that on social media all the time. Like, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I'm just like, right. that's that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because like I want all my all the students to succeed and have a fair chance and have um, uh, equity in health, higher education, also equity in mental health care and healthcare in general. So, but yeah, like I don't want to put it on social media. Like it, it feels weird to me to like put that on there. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's, it's something that I use to maybe inspire people or keep them going. Cause I know these conversations are hard Um, So I want to be on there just to validate people to keep going because I'm not always going to be 100 percent in the work in this work because my career is 100 percent in this work already. So I spend 40 hours a week at the intersection of housing, mental health, food and and equity. So, you know, creating affordable housing for people or having emergency funds for students, you know, closing the equity gap, all of those things we do every day, 40 hours a week. So sometimes you're not going to see me at a march on the weekend because I'm powering down. I'm rejuvenating. Also, I'm I'm accessing spaces that I'm normally told not to. Joining a wine club, right? Going wine tasting or reading a book just for fun and pleasure for myself because we are steeped in the racial battle fatigue. So where those things those things are not um, escapes because you can never escape this this topic but it's more like rejuvenating right let Mm -hmm. me like recharge let me just replenish my spoons and let me live and thrive the life that we're demanding if we're demanding this life we have to live it at some point too (laughs) so I do try to thrive because I I truly think and especially after my abuelitos were shot 
last year, I feel like, wow, there are people out there who do not want us to be alive. So now I'm going to thrive. I'm going to be alive. I'm, I did get engaged in February last year, or I guess this year. So I'm enjoying my time with my fiance, you know, and pretty soon I'll get the, I'll get in the mood of wedding planning, but that's not happening right now. But, you know, I'm trying to enjoy my life at the same time, trying to fight for others to have good mm-hmm. quality of life, you know, and that's exhausting, but it's such good work. I also will say I wouldn't be doing anything else. I couldn't do anything else right now. Yeah, I know La Sirene and I, while I will toot our horn, we will be giving (laughs) a presentation to the whole university coming up soon. So like we're doing like all these big training stuff and I'm just like, eh, I don't want to do it for everyone else. Like, I think everyone has to do their work. And also like uh, I've also been setting boundaries because I don't want to be like a tokenized person of color. And they're like, you're a person of color. You can give us this diversity training. And I'm just like, mm. I'm like, are you going to pay <laughs> me for it? If you pay me, then are you let's gonna, have a conversation. You're gonna, yeah, give me credit for it. Is it going to come out of my direct service hour? So I think it's also that, also setting the boundaries of like, um, like I only have so many times hours in a day my main priority is serving my students I'm doing this on the side um but maybe you could hire someone to do this full-time for you yeah (laughs) and also like moving away from that culture where white people think that they can just reach out can I pick your brain no you can't fucking pick my brain do you want to pay (laughs) me to pick my brain I'll give you an hour it starts at a hundred dollars an hour and then yeah you can pick my brain all you want but pay (laughs) up because my emotional labor and my intelligence isn't fucking free, white people. Right, yeah. like, it's just not right. free. So you either pay me for it or you don't get it because I'm not we're not giving free labor away. Like we already work right. our asses off and have our nine to fives. We're not working any more hours for free. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's it. That's how we're going to end today. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> <laughs> that up. note, <laughs> peace. Show me the show me the money. That's right. Show yeah. me them coins. <laughs> this wisdom doesn't come for free <laughs> no i'm just and yeah. and you know what and that's also like i've i've challenged myself on that too like because i'm not exempt from that like mentality of like thinking that i can go to other people and like pick their brains for stuff you know so like i'm even conscious with my language like when i'm reaching out to friends and stuff for support or like for advice like you know, I, I'm very aware of that. And it's like, am I, you know, am I taking more than I need to? And like, am I nurturing them? And I, am am I pouring back into them and like, you know, giving back and, and showing that love and, you know, that support so that it's a reciprocated relationship where like, I, I, I may have taken something, but I'm giving something back, you know, like I'm not just here to deplete people Mm -hmm. and take and take, you know? So that is also like, I've had to think about that too. Like, you know, when I'm in conferences and stuff and like, I want to reach out to certain people to get more information. I'm like, okay, let me be mindful of this because they also don't work for free. Like I can't just take their knowledge and be like, okay, cool. Thanks. So yeah, it's interesting. And I think that's a really good point. Like during this time, like we were saying, like so many people are going through so many different things that like you want to like reach out for support, but also, maybe our friends are also going through it. So I think it's being mindful of that or even being direct like, hey, can can I reach out to support like 
to get support or to give you support um, and just kind of being authentic and sharing how you're feeling. Because I mm-hmm. think during this time, we really need connection. And a lot of us are struggling, maybe struggling together. Right. Mm-hmm. When I talked to La Sirena and La Luna earlier this week, we were just like, dang, we'd be struggling, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was it was great. It was very validating. I'm like, OK, I'm not the only one. Um, and I know that they don't have the solutions to my problems, but just being heard felt really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that community just being there for each other. I think that really helps a lot right now, especially because we're all physically distant Mm -hmm. and it can be isolating. That can be hard. I was just thinking too, like imagine, you know, we all have our masters and lots of skills for coping and our jobs and financially we're stable and, and yet we're struggling. So imagine folks who don't have those protective barriers, you know, I think people are really struggling right now. If it's hard for us and we're well-resourced, imagine what it's like when you're not well-resourced. But that also brings me to this. Yeah, like I was talking that. to, I was talking to a relative the other day about this. I was like, wow, you know, just the fire. It looks apocalyptic. It is pandemic. Like it's everything right now. And they were like, yeah, well, at least you have your job. And I said, you know, there's room for everyone right now. Everyone's feelings. Whether you have a job or not, it's there's room for everyone. And sometimes I feel like in our families, being strong is such a value. I think it's a value to be strong. And so we often will rationalize, rationalize ourselves to that place and skip the emotions. And so then it becomes like a almost like, oh, no, you can't feel weak like or you can. But, you know, get right back up, you know, Mika or, you know, God's got it, Mika. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but um, can I be bummed for a second? <laughs> like, you know, I'm fine. I'm not going to explode for being vulnerable right now. Yeah. So I've I've learned in my adulthood how to have words back for people who try to say, like, it could be worse. <laughs> I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? This is La Llorona right here. <laughs> La Chiona. I am going to cry it out. I'm down to cry. Crying is my favorite. No, just kidding. Because when you just feel like you got to cry, you just get it out and it feels great. And then you're like, okay. But also emotions only last up to seven to 14 minutes max. So if you're having a lot of heavy feelings, seriously, write it out. Just really just let yourself cry. Let yourself feel it. And you, I promise you will be on the other side of that within 15 minutes. Because on a biological level, we can't sustain this. Yeah, I may be weird, but I love crying. I'm like, I'm always down to cry because I'm like, I'm human. It's a release. It's healing. It helps me center myself. And like, I cry like two times a week, maybe three. I don't know. It just depends, you know, and I don't see anything wrong with that because then I I'm okay. It's like I released it. I cleanse. Sometimes I meditate and then I'm like, okay, I, I, I released whatever energy I needed to release. And now I feel centered and I can move on, you know, and it's like, it's not Mm -hmm. like it's, you know, it's not anything that's passing a point of like, okay, there's a problem. It's just, it's a natural release. And sometimes my body just needs to do that. Or sometimes this is probably like funny, but if I'm in my car, I will yell in my car because nobody can hear me. (laughs) And I just let out like a, ah, and I feel better. I'm like, fuck this, what the hell? And probably people are driving 
And they're looking at me like, this bitch is crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's like, because, but think about it. When we were kids, we weren't allowed to, we weren't taught we, how to do those things and how to process mm-hmm. like these physical internal emotions. Like how do we externalize them in healthy ways? So yeah, yelling in my car, it feels safe for me. So I'm going to do that. And then yeah, like, okay, I'm good. Keep driving. A few, a few weeks ago, I just wanted to go hiking and just like go like yell in the middle of the trail but at the same time I'm like I think people will think I'm getting attacked and I don't think this would be fine I'm like uh (laughs) yeah but I have those feelings too I want to yell I want to punch the wall I just uh, over it all just over it pent up energy right now and yeah we're trying to figure it out social distance you can uh, social distance in my garage, be like, I'm here, and I'll, like, open it, and you can punch the bag and be like, all right, disinfect it and leave. Thank you. And then close the garage, but never actually see you. But, like, but you can come in, hand my punch bag, and then go, but disinfect, and I won't actually physically see you. Bye. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Didn't I go pick up something from your house, Lana, yeah. and I, it was just, like, outside, or you were from the door or something? It was so awkward. I was like, it was oh, awkward, sorry, but friend. it was necessary. It's like, I can't <laughs> she hug was you, like behind the door up. and I picked something up. Yeah. And I, was like, I looked Bye. so creepy. Like it was, I looked like a weirdo, but I get, I am like, I get it. But I just, this felt unnatural to me. You mm-hmm. did look like a weirdo creeping through that window. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going to leave it on the porch. No. Wait till I close the, the door. Okay. You can grab it. Bye. Right. Like things are different. Things are just really different right now. And so it's okay that, you know, it's so cliche when it's like, oh, it's okay not to be okay. I know that's so cliche now, but it's it's actually like you do have to roll with it and you have to understand these are all normal responses to abnormal situation. Mm -hmm. Like if you didn't respond with some kind of grief or frustration, I would wonder what's going on and why you're not connecting with your emotions. So I would actually be more weary of someone who's not feeling anything right now but you know all reactions are allowed because it's it's highly subjective right to experience a pandemic and and um these like i said the wildfires do something to the environment i think having this smoky sky really has impacted my mood so Mm -hmm. i'm sure others too but i don't know and then our teen seems to be fine. So I know that, you know, for different people, it's just it's highly contextual and and really subjective. I think how people are responding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like it's just hard. I almost feel like when you I don't know if this has ever happened to anyone where you get like hit by a wave and you kind of lose control and you just tumble along with it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Or like when someone just this is probably never happened to anyone this is definitely would be a cps report if this were to happen but like if you were to put like i just see myself as like a younger child and someone puts me in the dryer and just press play and you're just like going around (laughs) or maybe like it's like i'm on a hamster wheel and i trip and then i'm just like you know you just bounce around the hamster wheel but your footing is gone you just basically don't have your footing yeah, and or it, maybe yeah. like a ping pong ball, like a ping pong ball, like whatever it is. I am disoriented. Yeah. I am confused. Don't know what to do to help myself get balanced. Like I think long term, I think I can do little things throughout the day to be grounded, but then something else will happen and I feel like disoriented again. I think it's just. I think I'm trying to find this like solace or long term peace, but right now. 
I think the reality is I'm probably not going to get that anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Sometimes like in the middle of my work day, I have dance parties. I like turn, (laughs) I like pause everything and I turn off, turn on Spotify and put it like a playlist, like maybe like, you know, maybe some perreo or something and just like, (laughs) and like I, I basically just shake out all the tension and like the triggers in my body and nice. like whatever trauma my body may be feeling, like I just like shake it out and just kind of like give myself like a couple little like hype myself up. And then I'm like, OK, whew, let me go back to my bullshit ass like 150 plus emails. But it helps me to it, take just some breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and awesome. I don't know, dancing, dancing for me feels safe and it's like quick. It's like maybe like less than five minutes and it's just like a jiggle, like a jiggle, like. I don't know, like a release. Uh, Cause I, I can't, I'm, I always struggle in school. I'm a wiggler and I, I cannot just sit there. Like it's, it's torture for me. So like, I have like a, I have like a stress ball. I have like this putty that I play with. I like spin around in my chair sometimes just staring at the ceiling, like spinning around. Like I probably look like I'm a five-year-old kid and I'm okay with that. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I I think movement is really good. I have a bike at home that I get on so every day and that helps a lot. I could just feel the movement is so needed. And I'm just like not even on there because I don't I reject commercial beauty standards. So it's not, you know, yes. like around that. It is about the the molec the cellular level of like, you know, the endorphins it releases when you're moving. That really has helped me and then just mm-hmm. there's benefits to doing exercise in the morning and in the afternoon so I kind of let my body decide every day what I want to do as long as I get on sometime but you know I'll either want to start my day that way because I maybe didn't get very good sleep and I want to get on the bike or or maybe I end the day and it was really difficult and I just want to yeah bike all that stuff off but med exercise in the sense of movement and however that means to you has really been like one of my best coping skills right now that and coloring with a glass of wine. Mm. It's just, it works for me. I don't know why. It just does. <laughs> Girl, I used to bike too, but guess what happened? My bike what? broke in the pandemic. No! <laughs> and, no. Then, and then we tried to order a new one. And then they, one. no, they canceled the order. So we're just like, ah. So oh, then no. the only bikes out there are like expensive. And then we just ordered some parts to see if we can fix our bike. What? But my like I, that I was my big self-care you told me yeah i don't know what happened they canceled my order what? um and we're just like sad womp womp first yeah. world problems but uh it's still the movement is so important yeah. but that actually seems to work for me i do i think movement um staying in touch with friends somehow by text or video and coloring or creating some kind, like even creating like salsa recipes. I've been playing around different salsa recipes. I have some right now ready downstairs that I'm going to go make later today and Yum. trying to create and just, yeah, just do some of those things. And that, that actually does help a lot. Um, but it's active work, right? It's not just like one and done. So you have to kind of work it in every day. Yeah. And you have to I've decide been, to. I bake Oh. I've been baking. I love baking, but right now because it's been hot, when the fires like I haven't baked as oh, much, God, yeah. but I think uh, winter, winter, um, might 
I might be living my best life. I don't know if it's cold enough. I'm going to be baking like there's no tomorrow. But one thing I have been doing too is like I am in a like a group of Latinas and we have like a virtual book club and all mm-hmm. of us are on the front lines. So we're either they're either in the capital, they're in like nonprofits, they're in mental health. So we're like we're all on the front lines of this pandemic and just supporting BIPOC communities. So like uh, it's been great because we'll check in for a couple minutes, but then we allow ourselves to take that much needed break and then work on and like read and process like the book that we're reading. And it's like our little mini escape. But then as soon as book comes over, we go right back to being on the front lines and doing this work. And so for me, that's been such a positive community because all of the stuff we're doing on the front lines is very heavy. And it's that one hour where we can just, dedicate to ourselves and to rest and then we go back and we go back to fighting you know um so I've I've been very grateful for that community because it's been really like I think it's been really healthy and like I can talk to people and we can have like spark all these great conversations about like the content we're reading and sometimes Mm -hmm. the books sometimes the books is challenging because there's a lot of parallels on what we're going through right now. So sometimes it's a little challenging because we're like, why are they so similar right now? Like this is supposed to be a book. Why (laughs) is it so real life? You know, I read the best, but I couldn't have gotten stuck with the best book. I, I had been reading it before the pandemic, but the book of joy, they talk about the apartheid in Africa. They talk about the Dalai Lama being exiled and how they've had to go through so much grief, loss, pain. They've sat in front of all of that. And how do you find joy? And they do talk a lot about like the power of gratitude and the power of understanding that you're never alone. So when you feel like you or if you decide, you know, oh, I'm alone in this. No one understands me. It's a me, me, me thing and that can burn you out versus like the, I'm not the only one. There's others maybe who suffer too. And if we're all together and we're understanding each other, that helps healing. And it was just like a beautiful book because I was in the middle of this pandemic and also dealing with my abuelitos um, incident last year. And it was just a lot. So and I'm usually a happy person. So I'm like, gosh, yes, it is really hard for me to like be myself again. And the book was just beautiful. And I recommend it to anybody. But it's the book of joy. And it talks about finding joy in crisis and mm-hmm. how you do that. And um, yeah, it was beautiful, except I accidentally ordered it in large print. <laughs> so if anybody's abuelitos need a book, <laughs> just get it, you can borrow mine. <laughs> but um, it was awesome. I totally read it in large print. I didn't care. It's like, yeah, <laughs> practicing <hilarious>. early. <laughs> I mean, I do wear contacts, so it was nice. <laughs> That's funny. But I was... But you're right, La Luna, like reading is so powerful right now. And even reading and having a book club and having that community just gets your mind in a different place. And you're not stuck with your own thoughts. You're reading something else (laughs) and expanding your mind. So that's a great coping score. I really like hearing about your book club. Thanks. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I learn a lot, too, because they're they all do different things in the field. And um, I think it's just it's it's a collective space to heal and I appreciate that about that group um and they're all very talented people um so it's been it's been it's been nice it's been a blessing and like you were saying just everyone's on the front lines together you have that shared experience 
And it just creates better yes. healing, right? It just creates some kind of like, okay, I can do this. It builds some, it's some building blocks for resilience when you know you're not alone. And also to think about like if you've ever had to deal with a really difficult situation before and how you've done it and that, you know, this is a time where you're going to learn that you are really good at solving problems, mm-hmm. you know, and that you are going to come out on the yeah. other side better, wiser, stronger because you've had to deal with through this. And if you come out on live on on the other side alive, then you've adapted and you've actually done it. You know, you you've, you made it. Yeah, you made it through the storm and you're yeah. you're pretty resilient. Right. Mm-hmm. We're we're always surprised as to like how much we can go through and still kind of make it to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, just challenge. You know, challenge makes us stronger. There's certain challenges that no one ever deserves to experience, like abuse and things like that. Um, but certain things like yeah, having to navigate a pandemic and working from home or children, you know, e virtual learning or you get sick, right, during this time or you you get sick with COVID or something else, like those challenges, you will figure it out. And so even though it can be really hard, just also acknowledging you did it. You also did it. And you you had a hard hand and yet you, you decided that you were going to keep moving step by step forward. And I always like to say as long as you're stumbling forward, but as long as you're just moving forward somehow, you could be walking, crawling, stumbling, but forward is good, you know. Yeah. And I, I like what you said, like, you're not going through it alone. I know I've been doing some Zoom calls with friends and family members, and we're just like venting and but also laughing at a lot of things. So I think laughter has been healing too, that we can still laugh during this time and have a few minutes of joy, like you said. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's good. And kind of trying to see the good things that are actually still happening at the same time. Yeah, I always have to remind myself, live the life you're fighting for. If you think you deserve to thrive, go ahead and thrive now. You don't need to wait for people. You don't need to wait for white people to understand your struggle. Go ahead and just start thriving now. And yeah. I have to remind myself of that. But yeah, I hear you, La Rosa. It's, you, you will find that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know we shared a lot today about how we're doing, how the world is doing. We just wanted to let you all know that we're still around. We're just, <laughs> we got, it's challenging times and we're trying to process all of it. Um, and we just say, wanted to validate everyone's experience because we mm-hmm. were also going yeah. through it. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. And just to say we miss you all and we, we always have so much fun on Instagram and getting to see your, like, your post and when you comment and stuff on our posts and stuff it's we're still very grateful that in some level we get to interact with you all and kind of just have that community that we built on Mm -hmm. instagram and we we definitely miss being in a physical space together but you know we're we're doing the best we can yeah that's true so maybe we can close out with some words that you want to share you know, with the listeners, it could be anything validating or inspiring or just like, oh, my gosh, keep going. <laughs> it's hard. But <laughs> I don't know. What would you let's end with something, you know, for the listeners that can maybe facilitate that resilience that we're all trying to have. <laughs> but maybe I would say, like, 
we're here for you and you've you've got look for the helpers look for the positive things too. look for the balance um, you're going to always naturally be inclined to see and feel all of the hard things and that's okay but also try to balance for yourself there are if you look for them they're there I would say celebrate the little victories because they're still happening. They're just overshadowed by everything else going on. Um, But yeah, try to find the light in things and practice some gratitude during this time. It's probably going to be rough for a while, but like we're also resilient people and we can um, still thrive during this time. Yeah. And mine would be rest is sacred. You know, give yourself permission to rest. Your body deserves it, especially for our communities of color. Like, we deserve rest, y'all. Like, it's okay to rest. It's okay to take a couple, you know, minutes to stretch it out, to close your eyes, take a deep breath. You know, rest doesn't always have to physically mean, like, laying down or sleeping. It can just be a couple pockets, you know, a couple seconds throughout the day where you just take a deep breath and close your eyes and and just kind of check in with yourself and, mm-hmm. and take care of yourself. So, you know, that's my thing, you know, don't be afraid to let yourself rest because we, we need it in order to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you ladies for joining today and getting together and, and we really miss our listeners. So I hope you found something in this podcast today just to either validate or just to inspire you to keep going one foot in front of the other one day at a time. Yeah, and continue engaging with us on social media. We're very active on Instagram. We like to see all your messages and comments. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review if you like what you hear. We're going to try to produce more content throughout the year, but we're doing it all for you all. For you all. Mm -hmm. So we want to hear from you. All right, everyone. Have a great I guess day. (laughs) Don't know when you're going to listen to this. So just have a great one. And we'll see you soon. Adios. Adios. Adios.